Welcome to Ghostly. Is the island of dolls haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. What's been going on? Uh, it's summer and it's hot. Yeah, it's it's better now. I was just going to say, however, luckily, air conditioning <laughs> is Air conditioning, back yes. Casa de Rebecca. <laughs> oh, it's so much better. <laughs> yes. So, you know, uh, still staying inside a lot, um, <laughs> you know. But uh no it's 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 been uh nice I took a few days off from work so Oh yeah. Got some oh, projects nice. done. How about for you? I uh, got a couple projects done. Um took a couple days off of work because of the holiday and everything mm-hmm. and uh it was it was nice uh although I still work <laughs> when oh, yeah. I'm not working so <laughs> They're always calling you. Yeah. I guess. Okay. I'm in need, you know. (laughs) All right, let's get into this. Do we have some listener mail? We do. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go first because I got something. What? You have listener mail? Kind of-ish. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go first. So this is a a new listener uh, called Christy. Christy P. What I'm going to call her. Oh, she's the one that had us do that test, right? (laughs) Yeah. She emailed us wondering what our... Uh, MBTI, which is the Myers Briggs, some test indicator. Wasn't it in I don't Fermi know. Lab? <laughs> this is a it's a personality. Oh, okay. Test, and it turns out that you and I are exactly the same. Which what are we? We are ENFPs. Oh, yeah. The, sometimes ENFJ. Okay. Depending on the day. Wow, we are the same. Yeah. So you are a skeptic then, you're saying? No, actually, oh. it's kind of odd that a skeptic, would, <laughs> I think, would have an end, to be honest. Uh, let's just get into this. No, now. but I, I think, it, it to me, I, I'd be surprised. It's interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe someday we'll have a deeper conversation about it. But. Okay, all right. So thank you for that, Christy. Um, but we're going to read your, your story here. So um, she says, so this is also kind of a shout out a little bit. Okay. She says, first, I enjoy your podcast. It makes my workday much more bearable. Thank you for the time and energy you both invest to making these recordings. I am definitely team believer. Sorry, Mm. Pat. Mm. Based on my own personal experiences. However, I am also very open-minded as to what ghosts are. Mm. Beings from another dimension, restless spirits, or just part of a larger Titan spiritual war? Okay. (laughs) I tend to lean towards the latter. All right. Um, So anyways, I thought that was kind of a a fun shout out. Um, She also says, I just finished listening to the exorcism episode. So Uh, new listener making her way through. And I very much related to David and his views and have also experienced some similar things. Mm. So if so you're interested. David Vox Mullen, David right? Vox Mullen. The David Vox Mullen show and EPH 612. Yes. Uh, and also an exorcist. Yes. So definitely, if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to the interview with an exorcist episode, do so. Yeah. Um, so she wanted to share a different story of something she experienced almost 20 years ago. Wow. All right. She says... I lived in my home state of Alabama at the time, Roll Tide, and my good friend from college lived in Virginia. She and I decided to meet in the middle and vacation in Gatlinburg. Mm. So I hopped online to book a cheap motel in Gatlinburg, which was normally no easy feat. However, I found us a room with a kitchenette for a very low rate. Later, I would find out why. Oh, mm. oh, okay. Yeah. Well, kitchenettes are always nice. That's in always room. a lesson, though. I don't know. When something's too cheap, too good to be true. Yeah. When we met, we made our way up to the room. We discovered it was a corner suite with mm. a kitchen, sofa, fireplace, patio, and two queen beds. The price for this room was less than we would have paid for a regular motel room in Podunksville, anywhere, USA, and unbelievable for a suite on the main drag in Gatlinburg. It was too good to be true. I've never been to Podunksville. Really? You've never been to Podunksville? No, have you? Yeah. I want to go to Pawnee. (laughs) 
All right. <laughs> I can't think of any characters from Parks and Rec, but. All of them? All of them. Leslie Nope, Leslie Ron Swanson. Leslie Nope, Ron Swanson. Come on. Sorry. There's a million. I'm working on it. All right. Upon, so let's continue here. Uh, <laughs> upon entering the room, I immediately felt cold. It was April down south, not often too cold in the middle of the day. So I turned off the AC and we settled in, changed and went out to start sightseeing, shopping and doing typical vacation stuff. We returned to the room after dark to get some rest. It was ridiculously cold and I immediately felt uneasy. After going to bed, my friend fell fast asleep, evidently oblivious to the energy in the room. I didn't immediately think, oh, this place is haunted. I didn't really think too much about it at first. I am empathic and often feel random emotions, energy and uneasiness for no apparent reason. But I could not get to sleep. I could not get comfortable. I tossed and turned all night, but chalked it up to sleeping in a new environment. Come morning, I was tired and somewhat slow and grumpy. My friend had slept great. So I showered, down some caffeine, and we went horseback riding. My horse got spooked for no reason and took off with me. A side note that just occurred to me. Anyway, after another full day, we returned to the room that night for our second of three scheduled nights. I was exhausted and so ready to sleep, but once again, it was freezing in the room and all I could do was toss and turn. I also remember hearing a rushing noise in my ears, like white noise. I had experienced that before and it had me very uneasy at that point. Eventually, I moved to the sofa to see if I could sleep there, taking the comforter with me. I fell asleep fitfully and dreamed. So, so far what I'm getting is the room was cool and there was a white noise. This sounds like, you know, my perfect sleeping environment. (laughs) Well, I know she was uncomfortable. She felt, felt uncomfortable. All right. All right. In my dream, I remember vividly I was in a completely white space. When I looked up, a large, burly, lumberjack-type man stood in front of me. Was it me? Hello. Whoa, what? Oh, well, I <laughs> I was just thinking of a lumberjack man. Okay. Anyways, he was wearing a flannel shirt and had a red beard. I didn't mm. at all feel threatened by him. Quite the opposite, actually. I felt warm and safe. Then he pointed to his right with his right hand. When he did that, I woke up with a start and immediately with a loud intake of air. When I sat up and opened my eyes, I then saw the apparition of a very old man sitting at the dining table, and he was pointing to the patio door slash window. I'm ashamed to admit that I immediately clenched my eyes shut and flung myself back down to the couch, covering my head with the comforter. I was terrified. Besides one isolated incident as a teenager, I had never seen anything paranormal. I had heard and felt things, but seeing something was a very different story. Anyway, I finally worked up the courage to walk over to the patio window and look out. There was nothing there. You should know that I told myself that I must have seen a trick of light. I sat down again on the couch and tried to re-see what I had seen, but I was unable to recreate it. Meanwhile, my friend snored away unaffected. Wow. The next morning, I told her what I experienced, and she looked at me as though I had grown a second head. Pretty sure she would have been team skeptic. I told her I was not comfortable spending another night there, and she agreed to cut our vacay short. We parted and drove home. It occurred to me afterwards that there was a reason I was able to get that room for half the price it should have cost. Had I not been so tired and freaked out, I might have asked the motel employee about it, but alas, I did not. On a possibly related side note, when I got home, I discovered that a very elderly man who had played a significant positive role in my teenage years had passed in the middle of the night previously. Hmm. Wow. Um, I mean, maybe that was somebody coming to visit her. Maybe it wasn't really attached to the hotel room. Yeah, or that the room kind of is a beacon for a portal things, a portal of some sort mm. spooky it is very spooky yeah well thank you so much christy for that story thank you, christy and we... thank you for having me take that test that rebecca has <laughs> been making fun of me about since so. no i haven't it's good <laughs> I, I wouldn't make fun of you we're the same 
Yeah, uh, but I am hashtag team but skeptic. But you were supposed to be skeptic, that's true. Wait, I am skeptic. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be. I mean, I'm skeptic light, but I'm skeptic. Yeah, there you go. All right, <laughs> well, I have something. Yeah, you have I something received. for us. So this episode kind of came about because I got a DM. Okay. Direct message yes. on Twitter. For those that don't know Twitter terminology. The lingo. Yeah. Um, and this person wants to stay anonymous. We're going to talk about this later. Um, so they just said that they had gone to the Island of the Dolls and um, that they had something to tell me. And that's when they started DMing me. Mm. They said the boat we used to float down the river was literally attacked by a dirt devil. Whoa. And that started on land and then followed us over uh, over our boat. Our boat driver was terrified. He says he had never seen that. He also said he almost never goes to the island. What made it scary was that the boat driver was really scared. And they did include a picture of it. I do not know if we can include the picture. The picture that they sent us, it looks like a, like a white humongous bed sheet like, it, for like say, a it double like a sheet yeah like a double king size bed or something like that and it's like almost like a like in a cylinder yeah like a like a tornado yeah ish kind of thing so i looked this up because i was like i've never heard of a dirt devil besides um being like the vacuum cleaner dirt devil <laughs> right right i found some references and um it was on the paranormalguide.com I found this. It's Navajo folklore uh, that there is a belief that Chinde is the ghost left behind after a person dies, or more specifically, it is their last breath that they take when they are alive. And it comes out as a ghost. And if people like see this when they already have an illness, certain death is upon them. Whoa. It means that it's coming for them. Okay. Uh, they can get ghost sickness oh. from this. Um, but, you know, so the Navajos had a very interesting way uh, to combat this because um, in order for this to come about, you would have to speak the dead person's name. And that summoned them to the that area. summoned them. Okay. So when they suspected something like this happened, they or they suspected that there was going to be a dirt devil emerged they would um they would have them die in a field oh. or an open area maybe like a canal system okay and but i digress about that until later um and um so there's plenty of room for them to do whatever havoc that they need to do but then they go and they destroy all the possessions of the dead person and nobody is allowed to mention that person's name again wow that's yeah. kind of extreme. Yeah, it is, right? Yeah. Now, so this one, it says it starts in land and follow them onto water. Do they typically form on land? Um, I would imagine so, yeah. It sounded like it from what you just read. Yeah, so. they are also called dust devils. Dust devils, that makes sense. Because yeah. it's kind of, you can see there's some dust in the picture. There definitely is. It, it looks like a mini tornado. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I really, it's hard to understand the picture. <laughs> <laughs> but you could you could clearly tell that those are the canals that are around um, Doll Island, which we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. We're going to spend some time there. Unfortunately, we have to do the polls first. Well, actually, before we do the polls, real quick, I just want to mention, if you have a story that you want to share with us, we love to hear them. Yeah. And you can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail. Yeah. Super simple. Just call. Definitely. Tell us your story. Uh, 630-448-2138. 630-448-2138. Or if you really want to do something special, you can go on our webpage, ghostlypodcast.com, scroll to the bottom, and you will find our P.O. box. Oh, And you yeah. could mail us an actual letter. You could. We've we had a couple of things uh, mailed to us, but not but not many. We have never had a ghost story mailed to us. Yeah, that would be really cool. You would be the first. Yeah, I'd love history. to like read a letter. So yeah, so we're just going to skip over the polls. No, then. no, no. I just wanted to insert that real quick, oh. but it's time for polls. Oh, okay. For I'm sure. Not really looking forward to this one. <laughs> so our last episode was about Dublin. 
And our question was, is Dublin haunted? So we had, uh, we talked about the whole city mm-hmm. and um, our results were 77% yes and 23% no. I'm losing bigger and bigger every time. <laughs> we got to stop getting so many believers to listen and more skeptics to listen. Uh, everyone's got to get out and vote, man. You can vote on our website or on Facebook. Yes. Um, okay. So are we ready to get into the episode now? Let's do it. All right. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Island of the Dolls. This entire concept came from that listener that I read the DM from uh, that told me about their experience. That was, uh, that was part of our listener mail. What I found very interesting is that they didn't want to disclose their name. Uh, they were so afraid by this entire experience that they didn't even want their name to be mentioned in association with the story. Or maybe that they happened to work for a huge paranormal investigation type thing um, and they don't want to disclose who they are, maybe like a Zach Baggins or something. I'm just saying. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It wasn't Zach Baggins. But uh, anyways, um, they did share that picture that we talked about. Uh, and um, I don't know if we could put it in the show notes or not. Well, I will, we'll have to check. And I will reach can, out to the person and we'll, see. Uh, we'll put them out there. Um, but, you know, if ever we mention a picture and you want to see it and you don't find it in the show notes or the description of the podcast, you can always go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on the episode link in the menu at the top. You can see all of our menus. You could even listen to Ghostly on the website. It's crazy technology, right? <laughs> Anyways... I added it to our list of possible episodes. And every time I checked out our list to figure out what we were going to be doing next, this one always gave me the creeps. (laughs) Well, I think, yeah, just the topic alone is something that gives everybody the creeps. Right. But looking through some YouTube videos of this place, I just knew that this had to be an episode. Ghostly Society needs to hear about this. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Now, I will say, though, that I do not speak Spanish, all right? And this episode will involve a lot more Spanish than any of our other episodes. So I'm going to do my best to pronounce them correctly. Rebecca is going to uh, chime in, and I'm sure we will get listeners telling me that I didn't pronounce something correctly, but I will do my absolute best um, to to get it right the first time. Yeah, I I'm good with the Spanish, but when we get to like the indigenous stuff, yeah. like sometimes it's a little tricky. So yeah, we will definitely try our best with the uh, the words in this one. So um, you got a ghost story for us? I do have a ghost story. For All right, us. let's hear it. I'm excited. Yeah. So I think this is actually one of the creepier ones that I've written. I, I mean, if I say so myself, I have no idea. You'll have to let me know, listeners. But um, especially for kids, this might be creepy. So if you've got some kids listening right now, it's up to you. You may want to skip ahead, come back, listen to it, see if it's appropriate. Actually, I would say maybe the whole episode. It is very, very creepy. Um, this is probably going to be one of our creepiest episodes that we've ever done. I will say when you go out there, there's a lot of warnings about the island. Like, don't bring kids. Yeah. Seriously. So you may want to listen to this beforehand if you are unsure if it's fit for your children. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. All right, so here is our story. I have to tell my story. I don't want anyone else to go through the terror that I did. Last year, I took my son on a trip to Mexico. He's 10, and I thought we could get some beach time, but I could also start introducing him to another country, another culture. So the last few days of our trip, we went to Mexico City, and while we were at a port one day trying to decide if we should take a boat trip, a man told us we should visit the Island of the Dolls. My son was like, uh, no way, I don't need to see dolls. But then the man told us the story of the island and how creepy it was. Well, my son loves spooky things. So then he begged to go, even though it was going to be a long boat ride. I was a little worried about him getting nightmares, but decided he was old enough. On the way to the island, the boat guide told us a lot of amazing stories of the legends of the canals, everything from real history to crazy stories like mermaids hiding in the water trying to pull men in, 
My son loved all of it. His favorite was the legend of La Llorona, the wailing woman. The guide told us how she was a beautiful woman named Maria who had lived on one of the islands in the Valley of Mexico. Supposedly, she married a wealthy man, but after they had two sons, her husband was rarely home. He was off with other women all the time. One time, as she was out with her sons, the husband rode by with a wealthy woman and spoke to his sons, but not his wife, before driving off. Maria was so upset that she drowned her sons in the canal out of spite. But as soon as their bodies were floating down the water, she regretted what she had done. She spent the next few weeks wailing in despair at the spot where she killed them, praying for their return. Eventually she died of guilt and grief. Legend now says that a tall, thin woman in white haunts the waterways in this area looking for her sons, but she will pull in other children into the water, thinking they are her own children. We made it to the island with our heads full of scary stories. It was just as creepy as the guide had told us it would be. But it was also a little touristy in daylight, so I didn't feel super scared. We walked all around the island taking pictures and videos while my son made up spooky stories for the creepiest of the dolls. At one point, we were by the water. I was taking pictures and my son was exploring. All of a sudden, he yelled, I see her. There she is. La Llorona. She's coming closer. I turned toward him thinking, oh boy, nightmares. I didn't see anything, but he was terrified and pointing out into the water. I decided to take some pictures of where he was pointing. I guess I was thinking I could show them to him later to show him that there was nothing there. In the meantime, he made it to me and I did my best to calm him down, telling him that there was nothing there. We decided to leave after this, though. He was convinced she was coming for him. That night in the hotel, I started to go through my pictures from the day. I was hoping to find some good ones to show him in case he had trouble sleeping. However, what I found was terrifying. In the photos I was taking all afternoon, I saw sprinkled throughout a weird light, an odd shape that kept appearing in the corner. Not every photo, but enough to be odd. And then when I got to the photos I took by the water, I saw her. A long, tall, white glowing figure out in the water, floating. She was looking right at my son. Don't take children to this island. I'm not sure if it's even safe for adults, but I didn't see anything, so I guess maybe it is. But children? I've never believed in things like this, but those pictures are more proof than I need to know that I came close to losing my son that day in the canal. All anyone would have said is that he slipped and fell in. Heck, I would have thought that too, if it wasn't for the photos. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a good story. Thanks. How much of it is based on anything? <laughs> well, the the legend of La Llorona is very true. Uh, mm. I, I mean, it's a story that is yeah. told. Right? <laughs> it has some has been told for five hundred years. Um, Just five hundred, and it's often associated with the canals. Um, and mm. and people will often um, say that she might be one of the spirits that haunts the island of the dolls. So I thought it would yeah. be appropriate since we're not going to focus on that as much today that we kind of get that story in there. All right. Well, I think we should take a break. And then when we come back, the history. Let's do it. So here at Ghostly, we have a new sponsor, Sinister Coffee and Creamery. Yeah, Sinister Coffee and Creamery is a shop in Portland owned by an amazing couple, Kelly and Michelle, who are also super into the paranormal and do their own investigations in addition to making amazing coffee. What's really cool is that they pick their coffee names to give insight into the deeper meaning behind supernatural and paranormal terminology. Our favorite blend is Apparition. It's a medium roast with delicious chocolate oats. And Ghostly listeners get 10% off when they use the code GHOSTLY10 on their order at 
SinisterCoffeeAndCreamery.com. And that will be in our show notes, too. It will. So order some today and enjoy a little ghost with your coffee. All right. Now it's time to get into the history. Let's do it. My favorite part. (laughs) Uh, Right off the bat, the island, of course, is only called the Island of the Dolls in English. In Spanish, it's known as... Isla de las Muñecas. I didn't even want to try with that. (laughs) Isla Uh, de las Muñecas. Muñecas. Uh, Which, a quick jump over to Google Translate, it means Dolls Island. Yes. Uh, So the Island of Dolls makes me think that there is an island that has dolls on it, right? Yes. But Dolls Island makes me think that the island is owned by the dolls. It's much more creepy when when it's, yeah, when you translate it. Mm. The island is located just south of Mexico City between the canals of Xochimilco. You can only really get to this island by boat. I mean, I'm sure you could probably take a helicopter there or something. Uh, yeah, maybe. But really, um, you can only really get to it by boat. And you have to know which stop to go to to get on the boat to to take it there, which there are a lot of docks there that they're these kind of boats that will take you in the canals, but not the right canals. Um, and only some boats will actually take you to the island. So you have to pretty much have a translator with you in order to figure out... Well, if definitely gonna... do your research beforehand. Yes. There's because I, like, if you watch videos online, there's like three ports, but that go to the quote unquote island of the dolls, but only one actually does. Yeah, and there are other boats that take you to a fake island that has a bunch of dolls on it for tourists. Right. <laughs> that there isn't just one island with creepy dolls, Bob. There are two islands. I say Bob because Bob after Bob from Bob After Dark is is like deathly afraid of creepy dolls. Yeah, this is like his worst nightmare. This is his worst nightmare. Uh, There are two freaking islands filled with dolls. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh, The real one is between an hour to two hours away by boat. It's farther away. Yeah, the fake one is like 20 minutes. Right. And they say you can tell it's the fake one because you could see the dolls from the boat. Right. Where the other one, I don't know. I saw one where they were pulling up and you could see the dolls. But Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And also, too, uh, one thing I will note about this island is it's often closed. Yes, I've had, uh, I watched a video where they were there to do it and they're like, nope, they're not letting people. So they had to like bribe people. Yeah. So, yeah, you can bribe people there, though, that will allow you to be on the island by yourself. Ghostly does not condone or recommend this behavior. <laughs> Ghostly doesn't, but but Pat does. Uh, I like the idea of bribing people. Rebecca to get does on not <laughs> advocate this behavior, but there are YouTube videos that you can watch that will help you should you decide yes. to do this. Uh, at least the area in like Mexico City is pretty safe, uh, where there's some parts of Mexico where not so safe. Well, there's parts of Mexico City that are definitely not so safe, but. Oh. There are, just like any city, yeah. right? I mean, there's parts that are safer and parts that are not. Um, but I think these are pretty touristy, so not so bad. Yeah, and while you're on the canals, uh, you could get food, you can get you can get drinks, you know, you could pull up to these other boats that are, that have like mangoes and stuff that you could buy and, and yeah, they're all and they're all beverages. decorated. They're really pretty. Like yeah. they're this whole canal system. There's a big series of boats. So there are tons of canals in in that area. Uh, it reminds me of when I went on a couple of swamp tours in New Orleans. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I went on one of the swamp tours uh, in New Orleans uh, with the singer from Type O Negative, Peter Steele. Yeah, I don't I don't know who that is. Well, they're a pretty famous band. Okay. Or they were. Uh, so, yeah, he's no longer with us anymore. Mm. Um, but it wasn't like advertised that, hey, take this tour with Peter Steele. I just so happened to be on the boat that he was on, and he was a pretty weird guy. And we got to talking, and turned out he was the singer. 
Um, and it was the the crazier thing is it was just like five people on the boat, three in my party and him and his wife or girlfriend at the time. I don't know what she was. So you're saying party canals are a party. Canals can be a party. Okay. Anyways, um, so sorry to veer off there, but <laughs> that's I just, all right. You had to name drop your famous I did, story. I did. Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's get back to the history. Uh, so one of the things I wanted to talk about is that these this canal system has been used for some very dark things over the years. Uh, in between 1910 and 1920, Mexico had a revolution, and uh, it's estimated that 1.5 million people lost their lives during that war. Although it's really hard to tell because 200,000 people just left Mexico too, and they never reported that they went. So some of these people just might have gone. Um, it's really hard to tell, but it could be up to 1.5 million people. And guess where the bodies went, Rebecca? Where? The canals. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> that definitely um, could be a reason why <laughs> these islands are so haunted, right? Uh, yeah, I think that might be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, the Island of Dolls was originally owned by Don Julian Santana. Uh, this all began in like the 1950s. And I've heard a couple of different origin stories, all with the same outcome-ish. Okay. Either Julian came across the remains of a girl by the entrance to his island. Uh, he was either a caretaker or he owned the island. It's different stories say different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or that he saw three girls swimming in the canals. Oh, I haven't heard that story. Yeah, like playing in the water. But uh, seeing the water, I wouldn't want to swim there, would you? No. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's like swampy-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, I have read that there's there's stories of um, people reporting to see mermaids in the water. Okay, yeah. <laughs> or just fish, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess whichever story you believe, a girl got entangled in these lilies of the canal. And although there is a version of the story where Julian made this all up because he was lonely and wanted attention, but let's say that there was really a girl. Okay, you're going to give us that. There really was a girl. No, I'm just going to say for the sake of getting through this and learning more about the island, it helps to think that there could have been a girl. Okay. Um, so this broke Julian's heart. He had started to experience what he called spirits. Um, maybe it was the spirit of the girl or something much darker, or it could be that he had a drinking problem. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that was reported to by his friends. Uh, Julian found a doll had washed up where the girl had drowned. He picked up the doll and hung it to a tree as a way of showing respect and support the spirits of the girl. But the hauntings never stopped. So he started looking for other dolls in people's garbages. So I am sure you could imagine that these dolls weren't in the best of shape. Right, he wasn't like going to the store and buying new dolls. I mean, sometimes he was, like okay. if there was a good deal or something. Gotcha. But um, most of the time, he was just like looking through people's garbage and stuff. <laughs> okay. And finding dolls. Um, so they were in all different kinds of conditions. Some were only heads. Some were headless. No arms, no legs. Sure. Why not? You know, <laughs> just hang them up. There's some where there's just like an arm of a doll hung up. Okay. According to those close to him, it was as if Julian was driven by some unforeseen force that completely changed him. Mm. Apparently, he couldn't get over the fact that he was not able to save the little girl's life. Wow. Here's where things get even more weird. Okay. Okay. After 50 years in the year 2001... He had been collecting dolls and hanging them on the island this whole time, you know, for 50 years. Julian was then found dead, drowned in 
some would say the same exact spot where the girl had drowned. Wow. Uh, he is believed to have been viciously murdered by his dolls. Oh, okay. Or he could have drank himself to death. I don't. There's two different stories with that. Gotcha. So since his death, and before it as well, um, visitors were coming to the island and bringing dolls. This island has now has what appears to be thousands of dolls, at least hundreds, right? Yeah, I would. Oh, easily, I would say at least a, yeah, a thousand more. Yeah, and they were in various forms, as I said. The original doll that Julian found is still on the island in a shed-like structure with a picture of him close by. It's like a shrine almost. Mm-hmm. Um, soulless eyes follow visitors as they visit the small island, which is actually a floating garden. Oh, okay. So huh. that's what I got for the history. Uh, question for you. Who found his body? I don't know. Oh, I think it was his nephew. I just wonder. Oh, it was that's what I had nephew. read. But well, that's one of the stories that oh, his nephew found. That's it. true. So it couldn't be. I know he runs the island now. The yes. nephew does. So. Yes, and he's the one that talks about the three girls. Oh, okay, okay. So there's been different accounts okay. on the actual web page for um, official. How do you say it? Uh, oh, Isla de las Muñecas. On that website, if you do a search for that, you will find it. Uh, They claim the story of the one girl. Okay, okay. So it's really weird. It is weird. Now, I saw a a video of what I believe was him. There was a woman that came to the island. I mean, it was definitely an older. Yeah, and it was Julian himself. Yeah. And she basically was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. That's all she kept saying is like, this is so weird. This is so weird. And he basically was like, yep, these are spirits. And he, she's like, he loves these things. I am super creeped out, but he like loves these dolls. And he like would put, um, at least back then, um, his favorite doll was one that had little sunglasses on it. And he would <laughs> like make hats for them and like, oh. different things. I don't know. These, that, this is a video that I found. I'll, I'll definitely link to it. But Well, in the one video where the people bribed their way on the island, so they're the only people on the island, there's like a shrine to him up there. And in front of that shrine, there is what looks like to be like a, like the top of like a fountain, like a bird bath. And in there is just a bunch of money. Oh. And what, what struck me as weird is that they closed the island. You would think they would have taken out the money and put it in the bank or whatever they were going to do with it. Yeah. Why would but you no, just leave that? But no, it was still there. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. It's definitely an odd place. Definitely. Odd place to get to. Odd place to be. Would you say that it's pretty creepy? Yes. How about spooky? Yes. Yeah, I would say both of those things. Uh, that's I would say every video that I watched, whether it was paranormal based or not, everyone just said this is a creepy place. Yeah. To see all those dolls. I mean, I think dolls in general creep us out. I don't know. Especially Bob. <laughs> Especially Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and these dolls are like dirty. Right. And like cracked. Missing like, an eye. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some one of them has no eyes and <laughs> the one guy was like freaking out. He's like, This doll doesn't have eyes. <laughs> it's like, get over it, man. Yeah. Move on. No, I it's definitely a place I'd like to go. It'd be it would be really interesting. Remember to bribe the right boat driver. Yes, now. exactly. All right. So at that I think we should take a break before the debate. Sounds good. Listeners, did you know there's a way to share with the world whether you're hashtag team believer or hashtag team skeptic, or for those who need it, hashtag team the middle? It's our store called Ghostly Gear. Yep. And we even have custom ghostly designs like microclimate or even the Easter Island Massacre or of the ghostly logo. Just visit our Ghostly Gear store right on ghostlypodcast.com to order your t-shirt, hoodie, mug, mask, 
whatever. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we got it. Um, they just need to visit ghostlypodcast.com and click on Ghostly Gear to order right on the website. And send us any ideas that you have for new merch. Exactly. Order your merch today and send us a pic of you in your ghostly gear. All right, we're back. We're back. All right, you ready for this debate? Let's do it. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to debate some of the evidence that people have found more recently that the island is haunted. Now, let me just say that, like, the evidence that you picked out, um, most other stories from other people have something to do with one of these kind of things. These are very representative of all the stories that are out there. So, uh, And the ones that I picked are kind of some of the more bigger names in the paranormal business, I guess, or, you know, more famous investigations. Um, Oh, like Mr. Zack? (laughs) <laughs> like Mr. Zach, your favorite. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to start with him. So, okay. All right. So there's been several shows and investigations of the island. Um, so in general, people claim to see dolls moving on their own, hearing laughing, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So my first piece of evidence is a photo that I shared with you yes. right before the show. And I will absolutely, of course, link to it in the show notes um, from Destination Truth. A lot of people like that show, I'm sure. Um, Now, basically, it's a thermal imaging photo of trees on the island with three glowing, they say orb-like. I'm not saying that they say they're orbs, but they're orb-shaped balls of heat light. The first one is red in the middle with yellow around it, and the other two are just all yellow. And they are all the same shape and size and seem to be... I would say they almost are like evenly spaced. All right. So most of my evidence on these things are going to be very similar, unfortunately. I really um, took me a while. I rewatched all these YouTube videos. I mean, I've got hours invested in watching <laughs> YouTube videos of this. And in one of the videos, I found what I was looking for. Mm. And I had watched it four times. Okay. And seriously, I didn't see it until the one time it just caught my eye. One of the dolls had a battery compartment. So you're female and you you played with dolls when you were younger, right? Sure. Did you ever have dolls that talk? Um, I did, though this is about these pictures, though. What do you think about the heat picture? I know. Well, I think that that is that some of these dolls have batteries still. Uh, oh, even the ones hanging out in the woods? Yeah. Yeah, the visitors just leave them randomly. And they just leave them with, they put fresh batteries in them? No, but they could still have some life left in them. Oh. They're not all broken down dolls. Sometimes they'll they'll go to the store and buy a brand new doll and put it out there. And since the three were pretty close together, I'm thinking that this was a fresh area where people are putting their dolls. Hmm. And I, that would explain a lot of other things that we're going to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. I to me it seems the shape of these things is doesn't this isn't really in the shape of a doll. It's very weird. It's very round. It's and that's very how round. that's how these cameras pick things up. They don't pick up like a perfect square or a perfect rectangle. They a lot of times when something is um when there's energy in something, it doesn't have a shape like it it's very rounded. Mm. I don't know. It seems like if this is that you would see more more shapes, differently spaced, if it was just random dolls with batteries. I don't know. It okay. seemed very spooky to me. Okay. Our next... Oh, hold on. Oh, wait. We got to rate it. What do you? What would you rate this one? I would rate this one a zero. A zero. A huh. zero. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay. Next evidence. Um, so this is Expedition, Expedition X. I've seen a couple different names. I think it's it, the British Destination okay. show. Okay. Um, Jessica Cabot and Phil Torres are joined by Jason Howes from Ghost Hunters or TAPS. 
So, which I know, um, oh, okay. in case you don't, those don't. skeptic listeners that don't know TAPS, I mean, <laughs> I don't understand, but uh, it's the <laughs> Atlantic Paranormal Society. Oh, okay. Um, so they investigate and they spend the night on the island, or at least they stay kind of late. And Jessica goes in a room alone, but she has contact with the other gu- the guys outside the room. Um, so first, while they're in there, a light goes um, onto full power when she asks if anyone's there. When they ask if she, when she asks if they can turn off the light, it turns off and on like immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, she later claims to hear a voice say "Mama," but I'm going to be honest, I didn't hear that at all. I did. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay, um, but I will say there was a doll swinging, and I could not see any reason for it. No other dolls around there were moving. You couldn't like there wasn't some airflow or anything like yeah. that. So. Well, there were a couple of pieces of evidence that you that you presented in this one. Right. Uh, the first one was the lights flickering on, right? Those are lights that they brought. Those aren't lights that were there. Those are lights that they use for investigation. In my experience with like... Now, these did not look like the typical flashlight ones. No, it was like a weird square. It was like a box yeah. light. Yeah. Um, but in my experience with like the flashlight ones is what people will do is loosen it till it barely has a connection to the battery and then ask questions because they believe that the ghost can't like fully turn it on, you know? Mm. So they give it some wiggle room. Um, that's, you know, the first piece of evidence. Can I just say really quick, I'm actually going to say, I, I, I somewhat agree with you in that to me, the light evidence is not that persuasive especially because what happens is they switch out the light. Yeah. They take out that light. They're like, well, maybe it's broken. And they give her another light and nothing happens with that light. Well, and also too, they are watching her on the cameras. They are very close by because she freaks out and they like meet up in like a second. Yeah. So these kind of shows, right? What would happen with, I mean, these shows, they never get to a destination where they're like, ah, we didn't, we didn't have anything happen to us. There's always something that happens to him. I remember, and this made me think about uh, Geraldo, oh, Geraldo yeah. Rivera. Mm-hmm. When he, uh, the people in Chicagoland area that are over 40 <laughs> will, will know of this story because it was like a big thing. Um, oh, so he yeah. took over PBS for like <laughs> six hours. I swear it was forever. And he was going into the vaults of El Capone. All right. So he had found some underground spot where he was going into the vaults, right? And they dug and they dug and they had to blast these doors and there's commercials all the time and you're waiting for hours and hours. And in between was great though. They talked about the history of Al Capone and all this stuff. What was interesting though is when he got into the vault expecting to find like some lost treasure or something (laughs) or bones of people, they found two beer bottles that were empty. Wow. So nothing. Ever since then, I have never seen an investigation that's been televised where they didn't find something. Well, except that these are not live shows. This so... was this was on the Discovery UK. Right. It was filmed for their show. But I mean, like, if they did ever go investigate something and didn't find anything, then they wouldn't but, use that in a show. Well, but, <laughs> I mean... Every episode, they find something. They always find something. I really just, like, I doubt that to begin with. So I would not put it past them to have turned on and off the light just for this particular thing. So I'm just talking about the light there, okay? Okay, okay. Then to move on to the doll Mm -hmm. that moved. Yes, that's the thing I'm curious about. And then I'm going to talk about the mama. Okay. Okay. So the doll that moved, I I watched this several times. First of all, I could not see it moving. Second of all, um, so they claimed it moved. She did, at least. She was also in the most dimly lit room because it was just lit by this box so they can get their special effect of the lights going off. Um, and um, they are like held on by wire. They're not like nailed to the wall. 
those dolls are held on by wire. Yeah, they string the dolls across the room. <laughs> yes, and there's like hundreds of these dolls. Yes. Um, first of all, I'm not sure that the doll moved, but if the doll moved, I don't think it would have taken much to have that doll move. It could have just been that the, the shelter area that she was in, the weird-looking, sh- like, what is it, shed? Shack? Shack? Shed? Yeah, shed. Um, the weird-looking shed that she was in, like, structurally was not sound enough, <laughs> and it caused this. I know only one doll moved, but it's it was just on a wire. It does not take much. It could be, like, I could blow across the room and probably move these dolls. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is the mama. Yeah, which I didn't hear, but I did see the doll move. So this is going to go for your next one, too. Mm. The batteries. These are still things that could have energy in them and could be triggered by whatever. Now, I did hear the mama when they replayed it at the end when they enhanced the sound. Mm. But if you have to go through all of this enhancing process... Really, nobody's trying to get a hold of you. And a doll saying mama makes perfect sense. If it was, you know, some doll that was bought at the store they and were that always, was one of its features. They were always really creepy. Well, they, they don't necessarily have to have a battery. Let me say this. Old dolls, you I don't know if you know. You pull the string, yeah. Well, there was a string, but there was actually also like a weird box yes. inside them where you would like put it upside down uh-huh. and then put it up and it would like like it was super creepy. And that's exactly how it sounded too. Yeah, so that's why again to me I didn't hear it but it that wouldn't I mean it would creep me out a little cuz it's like that takes a lot of movement to like move it all the way upside down and up. But eh, you know, okay, it could happen cuz that could happen without electricity. But again, the moving to me super super creepy. Did you see it moving? I did. I, I could not see the thing moving. How, it was super moving. It was like not even a little. It was like a lot. And it was just one out of all of these things on a I string. I couldn't tell. I, I really, I I really couldn't tell. I imagine that one would move and not others. All right. So what's your ranking of the, the expedition um, paranormal investigation? Discovery UK. Discovery UK. I'm going to give them a zero. Wow, you are not going for this today. No, no, uh, I'm not. This is <laughs> this is all like my thing is if there could be a scientific explanation, that is probably more accurate than going to a something that is paranormal that's never been proven. Mm, okay, I'm going to give this one also a 7. Wow. Yeah, I find it was really creepy, but it doesn't it doesn't like a couple of the things were not as as convincing for me. Okay, but you could believe that something was up with the light that they might have been it might have been some trickery. No, I don't think there was trickery. Oh, okay. I think it's they I were, think there was trickery. So they were like, "Hey, it, this this light could be malfunctioning, so let's take it out of the equation." And they gave her like a lantern. Yeah, and nothing happened to the lantern. But I'm just thinking, you if you really wanted to make this spooky. How easy would this be to flick a light switch on and off and to shoot a spitball at a doll to get it to move around? (laughs) Spitball. (laughs) I mean, seriously, how difficult would this be to spoof? I don't know. It's hard to tell. This defies nature and physics. I know. The one doll moving seems really creepy to me. But but it could be that. (laughs) They are trying to <laughs> trick you. I'm making him speechless, guys. He's struggling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You want the last one? I do. Yes. <laughs> okay. So our last one is from everyone's favorite ghost adventure. Oh, that's that Zach Baggins. Zach right? Baggins. Okay. Um, now, I'm going to be honest. I don't always find their stuff convincing, but this one, watching the video, was actually one of the creepiest things. <laughs> so they didn't have a lot happen while they were there. Um, but at one point they were inside that same area where Jessica was, that yeah. shack kind of thing. Um, when Zach goes to bring out Harold. Now, for those that are interested in haunted dolls, right? Now like there Bob. is like Bob. There's there's a lot of creepy dolls out there. Yeah. And um there's one that I'm that shall not be named that Bob's actually talked about that I'm I'm not even mentioning. Um, but Harold is also a freaky why, dog. Why aren't we? Why aren't we mentioning that? Because he's so terrifying. 
He's so terrifying. I don't know what which doll you're talking about. Not Annabelle. No, right? not Annabelle. Okay, whatever. Okay, well, his name, okay I'm not going to. No. You were just about to say it. That's scary. He he knows if you talk about him. I'm not talking about him. He knows. Bob knows if you're talking about the well, doll. Well, actually, the doll's <laughs> name is a form of Bob. All right. That's all I'll say. Robert? But this is Harold, and okay. Harold is also one of the world's creepiest dolls. And leave it to Zach to borrow Harold and bring him to the island. Why? Because he thought <laughs> maybe the dolls, the haunted dolls, would, would react to another foreign haunted oh. doll being brought to them. Right? So maybe it'd be like a turf war? I don't something? know, or be excited or have like get energy from him or something. This seems like West Side Story. It's very creepy. <laughs> so definitely something that we could do a future episode on if we're if I'm brave enough. Um, but anyways, so it's really weird. They didn't really hadn't had anything happen. And then he goes to like open the bag for this doll, and there's like a commotion, and like the guy says, like he thought it was a cat like running by or rustling or whatever. But there's no cat anywhere on the video or anything that happened. Um, and instead, there's a lot of rustling, dolls moving, and <laughs> there is a doll that starts laughing. Like super loud, super creepy laughing. Um, and they go and they're filming them. And I mean, these are dolls. Like, I know you talk about people bringing like new dolls to the island or whatever, but things in this shack, they are not the new dolls and nothing in the video looks new. Everything is old, moldy, falling apart. Like these are, these are not dolls <laughs> that have electricity in them. And this thing is creepy laughing for a very long time. Okay, so the laughing did sound like a sound that a doll could make, right? It sounded like like a little kid excited, you know? It yeah. was like, ha, ah, Well, it was like, yeah, but it was creepy. But um, so it's not outside of the realm of possibility that a doll can make a sound like that, right? Right. We agree with that. Yes. Okay. Now, also, I will say that we have had reports that Ghost Adventure fakes some things. We have actually had somebody on the show, one Nick Mataragas, that played Gacy in an episode of Ghost Adventures where he said that he saw them putting on Shadow People um, costumes to, you know... So the Shadow People could have either been that there were um, actual shadow people in the episode, or it could be that they were trying to black out themselves so that they were more stealthy and could move stuff around where the camera wouldn't see it. So, like, if you're like in a play, people wear black and they will move a chair and do this and do that, you know. So, we actually have reports that Ghost Adventurer will at times fake things. Do you believe that they do? No, not necessarily. So every episode of Ghost Adventurer has something so terrifying, and they always take a commercial break right around that. <laughs> well, I will say that's my thing, is that Ghost Adventures, it's not always, like sometimes it's more terrifying than others. Like sometimes it's just kind of like, rah, rah, you know, not really that scary. And other times it's super creepy. Tell me one episode they didn't find something. <laughs> I haven't watched that many episodes, but I'm sure, again, any episode they're going to show they're gonna they're gonna have something or stage something. I think that they stage something. There is way too much money in that show. There's way too much money that the number one paranormal show generates. Well, I, I mean, we're talking ghostly money times like a hundred. <laughs> That's how much money they make. <laughs> Please buy us coffee. <laughs> uh, no, I um. Anyways, it, again, it's representative of what a lot of people have said. Creepy, random, dolls laughing, dolls talking on this island. And it, if you, I again, I'm going to put the video in the show notes. It was really creepy to me of all the things that I watched. I, I still say that it's not unheard of that a doll would make that sound, that some man, doll manufacturer would think that that was a great sound for this <laughs> doll to make, and that they had brought a doll that makes this sound and threw it in the loop. 
you know, I watched the video too, and I saw them go right up to the doll. I watched them run around almost swearing and doing all this stuff. And, and to me, it's just like, no, they didn't really have to hunt for that doll. They knew which doll it was right away that was making that noise. And it wasn't your friend Harold or Robert <laughs> or any other of those Don't other dolls. Don't mention that. What if I mention it three times? Uh, let's. We're just going to wait <laughs> on okay. that particular idea. So what's your rating of this? Oh, can I go negative? <laughs> I think that they are trying to fool you people and I'm sorry that they would do this. You know, it's like sometimes I understand that there's evidence that's presented that I don't think is real, but I think that the people believe is real. I do not think a Zach Baggins or the other guy that had the beard or goatee or whatever it was, I do not think that they think that this is real. They know it's all shenanigans. You're calling out a fellow beardo? I am. Sometimes beard people like money. (laughs) That's what it's all about. And I'm sorry you guys get mad at me when I talk about people doing stuff like this for money, but come on. They are the biggest paranormal show in the world. All right. Well, I'm going to give this one a six. Wow. It was very creepy, but it, it, you know, it was. It was made. It was to be just creepy. one one thing. So. Also, I will say too that um, you didn't bring up any of the videos with this, but I can tell that this island is set up to be creepy too. Mm. It's not just that it happens to be creepy, because in some of the shed-like areas, there must be like four structures on that island. Uh, yeah, that I, I, could I think tell. there's several. A lot of them have this green tint to it. That has to do with the roofing stuff that they use. Um, when the sun hits it, it looks green. And that gives it a paranormal feel, too. Mm. That creepy green spookiness. It's all it's all a hoax, wow. my friends. Well, are you so what's your final overall rating then of the Island of the Dolls? Zero. Wow. Zero. You're going extreme with this one. I am. Okay. I am. There's no such thing as a haunted doll. Wow. Ever. <laughs> all right. There's many stories out there of Well, we will talk about toys them all. that come to life. So uh all right, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven. A seven. Wow, okay. Yeah. So that brings us to the closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest. Rebecca, are you ready? Yes. And begin. All right. So I think that La Isla de las Muñecas is definitely haunted. I think the whole area is haunted. There have been stories in this whole area for years. There's all these bodies in the canal of, from the war. There's stories of um, people seeing spirits um, from years before there. Um, the uh, La Llorona is there. Um, and this, uh, this island was created by a man driven crazy by spirits. So to me... You know, he, he he learned to live with these spirits, but uh, most people that visit the island, every single one of them says it's creepy. Even if they aren't necessarily believers or they're looking for a moving doll or a laughing doll, but many, many people report hearing and seeing things. And uh, I'm going to be honest, it's just, there's nothing more creepy than, than dolls. Oh, you're done. <laughs> I'm done? Yep. It didn't make a sound, but you I was going to say, you're using something new, so I don't get to see my time. I'm but. sorry. I had to. Mm-hmm. All right. I am ready whenever you are. All right. And go. So the reports that this place is haunted come from people that have been to the creepy island. I will give it that it's creepy. I will give it that it has a spooky feel to it. I don't think anything supernatural is there or anything paranormal. I think it's a tourist attraction. They make money charging admission into there, which they should because, you know, it's an island. They have to they have to keep it up. And um, but I, I just think that Julian was a drinker 
He drove himself mad by his drinking, not by the dolls, not by anything that died. He was he was a drunk that he's known as a drunk from his friends. And that's what I'm going to go with. And I believe that we all think it is haunted only because of the dolls. If the dolls weren't there, we wouldn't feel this way. Wow. All right. All right. So that brings us to the end. Sadly. Uh, I want to thank you so much for listening. Um, Make sure that you tell a friend about it as word of mouth is our best form of advertising. Uh, Really exciting. We will be talking about Bloody Mary on the next episode that comes out on July 22nd. Yes. How many times do you have to say Bloody Mary in front of the mirror? Three. times? Three times? Three times. Do you have a mirror here right now? Nope. Thank goodness. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. See, you've said it too many times, so I think that discounts it. Oh, okay. Well, on the episode, I am going to take a handy cam, a handheld recorder <laughs> into the bathroom with me. Uh-huh. Where I will turn off the lights and light a candle, right? That's what you're supposed to do? I don't know. I if will you follow need to. all the rules. Okay. To get Bloody Mary to come on the show. Wow. As all a right. guest. Well, I, I'm excited about this episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested to talk about it. You got some personal stories. We're that. we're gonna we're gonna have have some fun with Bloody Mary. All right. Maybe we'll drink a couple Bloody Marys instead of coffee then. (laughs) I don't drink. But anyways, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.